Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. So to Get Wisdom, I'm Brian Kelly, along with Get Wisdom founder and director, Carl Mollison. This week, Creator reveals the reality of nature spirits. More specifically, we're going to look at, in more detail at elves. And um, I'm sure many of you have probably heard of elves and seen them portrayed in popular culture, like Lord of the Rings movie and that kind of thing. But probably never really sat back and go, are these things real or not? You know, and probably assume they were just fairy tale stuff like leprechauns and, and that kind of thing. But it turns out it's quite real, Carl. Yes, and as a channeler of creator of all it is, one of the wonderful things about being able to pierce the veil and talk with the Almighty, which people have yearned and fantasized about all through the ages, is that we can explore some of the superstitious lore, the folklore, and maybe reveal the the truth, the underlying truth in some cases, that there is a basis for believing in some of these things. So this this has been a kind of an interesting journey to widen our interest and look at a lot of different aspects about life and how the universe works. And even on the very local level, which this is, this is all about our planet. Yeah, absolutely. No, this is interesting stuff. We'll, we will get right into it. <clears throat> U.S. creator, according to an authority... Elves are small human-like forms, sometimes referred to as nature spirits. According to Wikipedia, elves are a type of humanoid supernatural being. Others regard them as a form of angelic being. It was also said by Wikipedia that elves are ambivalent towards everyday people, capable of either helping or hindering them. Can creators sort this out and provide us with a divine definition of who and what the word elf describes? All right, and this is... Creator's channeled answer. Elves are one cohort of elementals, which comprise a group of beings existing in a higher vibrational dimension, but within the earth plane and are out and about on the earth's surface and sometimes above and below, depending on the particular being and its current activities. These were created to be integral with Gaia, in part as a stand-in for humanity, to have other forms of consciousness present to provide an interplay. This, in a sense, keeps Gaia happy and busy through an interplay of energies, as is true of all life forms present. The elementals enjoy a higher state of consciousness than the physical matter comprising the earth itself, and thus is a source of interest and a kind of reward. Just as with human beings, the earth likes and enjoys its companions as long as there is a respectful partnership and not a harmful exploitation or attack energetically launched by the inhabitants. The elves are indeed small in stature and can appear in a visible form to humans by attuning their energy in a way to facilitate that human experience. They can be perceived by intuitives much more readily And what intuitives see is their inherent essence and makeup 
to have a particular characteristic form and appearance that is fairly accurately described in your account you quoted. All of the elementals, in one way or another, are stewards of the earth and all of its makeup to varying degrees and with varying roles from time to time and how they might go about this. But they are independent beings and even though are in spirit form, are unique and different from the spirits you typically think of, which are a higher vibrational essence of the soul leaving a physical body, in the case of human spirits endeavoring to return to the light in between incarnations, or in the case of the angelics, do inhabit the ether in a vibrational state that is invisible to human, and although they are soul-based, typically do not incarnate in physical form. The elves are physical beings, but high enough vibrationally to be invisible, too, with human sight under normal circumstances. They enjoy a measure of independent living and have an agenda that serves them because they are created to be in tune with nature, and so this is a win-win. What pleases them will be good for nature and vice versa. This is different than other physical beings you encounter more frequently as physical humans or extraterrestrials and is true of some of the spirits as well. Because of their independence, elves can decide on an action that serves them, at least they believe will do so, at the expense of a human they are interacting with. This is no different than humans jockeying for position in some cases, ownership of property, or at least being present in a particular location first that's in nature, and then resenting an intrusion by someone else wanting to perhaps displace them. Because these are relatively primitive beings, they are more like animals in the sense of reacting to inner instincts, drives, and interests, and have an innate alignment to serve their own needs in order to promote their own survival. This is what can sometimes cause an interference or disagreement with human occupants of the planet and lead to mischief. There's just so many things to unwrap in this answer. We, you know, uh, and we're just scratching the surface on this. There's so many other questions that were actually coming to mind as you were reading this. You know, um, like like do the elves have a deep subconscious, for instance? You know, <laughs> things like that. But uh, this is this is fascinating stuff, and and to, to really sit back and think, wow, these these beings actually do exist, is is a bit of a revelation. Well, it's you know, it, it, it the world and the universe is quite strange and bizarre from human perspective, but that is only because we've been dumbed down and dimmed down all along to keep our our awareness restricted and limited because it serves interlopers trying to control us by making us like sheep, very docile, placid, complacent, and not questioning what's happening to us, even as we might be led to the slaughter on occasion. Yeah. You asked creator, according to a psychic sharing her experiences with elves, she reports an elf telling her, "The the basis of your reality is the world of nature. We all come from the world of nature. Lose that direct connection and you will lose the whole reality because you've lost your base. They like to speak a little bit of an Irish brogue, at least the one she encountered. Humans are at the top of nature's heap. Humans need everything that's in the heap 
under ye to support your life form of life, but nothing in the heap needs that human on the top. Ye humans are the most expendable of all, yet ye all think you're indispensable. Was this an accurate exchange, and what is creator's perspective of what was said? Okay, these are creator's words. This was an accurate psychic communication. It is not the divine perspective of the balance of life and the order of things that is most desired. It is simply an example of a being expressing its frustration with all it sees being done by humans that creates destruction, discord, and disarray in the environment with many forms of negativity energetically introduced by negative human thoughts as well as the heavy footprint of humanity on nature and its many delicate ecosystems. It is metaphysically accurate in saying that humans need everything in Gaia more than Gaia needs the human. In a sense, that is sour grapes by the elf in question, somewhat chagrined at the central position of humanity in the scheme of things by virtue of their numbers and reach energetically, despite their highly unnatural habits and behavior. But even the elf sees intuitively that humans are on the top of the heap for a reason, and that is absolutely the case, that humans were created to be that special cohort, in effect, in charge of the world, with the hope and expectations humans would use natural resources with care and respect. But understanding there are many uncertainties because of the presence of evil in your midst. Because humans were created to solve the problem of evil, it is a given that humans will be heavily embroiled with evil in many varied forms and will, in actuality, attract it and have done so. This as well is a major bone of contention for the elementals who see much of what humanity does and gets involved with as hurting them and their cherished environment. This is unavoidable because humans need to be in the fray, out and about, and have high priorities for pushing back against evil. It is a matter of the greatest urgency. Learning to live in a better balance with nature is a nicety that will continue to develop over time, but cannot be the sole focus and highest priority, as with saving the environment as a goal of the environmentalists, because that is a diversion from your true duties, and it could hold you back enough to cause you to fail your mission in healing the darkness. Well, you know, we have a central mission, Carl, with the Get Wisdom Project, and Creator almost never fails to insert that mission, even in an answer that seems disconnected from it. (laughs) Well, things are ramping up energetically. Uh, The darkness is advancing, and they're getting more intense in pressuring humanity on all fronts. And humans are growing more uh, uh, distracted and divided into warring factions among themselves over silliness like politics and personal beliefs about religion and race and cultural ethnicities and gender and so on. Not that those things are unimportant or trivial. They're just not as important. <laughs> They're not as important as survival. Right. Saving and the solving the problem of the evil. Oh. <laughs> yeah, evil has created all of those warring factions. 
right. to distrust one another and fear and suspect one another and then fight with one another. It's a it's a corruption with a purpose to lessen us, and it does. It drags us down. Yes, yes, it does. U.S. Creator, a psychic reported seeing elves that look like little humans in medieval garb, about two feet tall, with pointed ears like, like Spock in Star Trek or the elves in The Lord of the Rings, and a bit of an Irish brogue to their speech. The psychic further saw what looked like their village with simple huts, also reminiscent of construction in medieval times. Was this a construct for her benefit, or do elves actually look like this and live this way full-time in their particular dimension? Are they purely light beings or physical beings or something in between? Would elves appearing in Japan have the trappings of Japanese culture? All right, and this is what Creator tells us. Many psychics impose their own mind's imagery on what they are picking up intuitively, so we would not rule anything out in terms of what a psychic might see or experience in probing elves in their locale. The appearance attributed to them is, however, an accurate representation of their morphology. They do have a shape and are indeed humanoid. The trappings they exhibit are self-chosen through their own consciousness and how they wish to appear. Most commonly, this will differ from the local human culture because they have no desire to mimic you and, in effect, would see that as being a kind of downgrade, even an insult to themselves, because they see their own existence as taking place in parallel, but not subservient to the human. That's one of Crater's shorter answers, actually, but actually there's a lot being said here, um, and, and combined with answers that Crater's earlier given in this show. Essentially, you know, we asked, are they spirit, are they physical, or are they in between? I would say the answer sounds like it's kind of in between, you know, where earlier Crater said the elves are physical beings, but they're at a higher dimension, and therefore we can't see them for that reason. So it's a it's an interesting, interesting existence. Apparently they actually do live, wear clothes, have houses, and those are not just imagination. Yes, yes. But one can see their perspective that they are not troubled in the way that we are because they're not being corrupted like right. we are. So I'm sure they're quite puzzled about how we're mucking everything up so visibly and obviously from their point of view. Right. Plus, right. they were here first. Yes. They were here on the earth before humans were seeded to be in place. And so they're used to Gaia. and They have a history. They have a heritage and a kind of lifestyle that works. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting stuff. U.S. creator, it's probably safe to assume that the shamans of, of most indigenous tribes around the globe could really talk to nature spirits, and some still can today. What percentage of indigenous people could talk to nature spirits routinely, say, 500 years ago before being disturbed by European cultures? And creator tells us, the situation then with respect to innate intuitive ability was not much different than today's world. Humans have been impaired across the board genetically for many thousands of years to have psychic abilities suppressed. But as we have discussed, there are a few who retain very significant intuitive reach. Those are the individuals who become the shamans among the indigenous peoples. It is certainly the case that prior to European influence, 
the average member of an indigenous tribe would have enough intuitive awareness of such things. They would have great respect for what the shaman sees and conveys to them about what might be happening or what might be needed to keep a situation improving, as is the case in today's world. Most people of today, as you know, are not only ignorant but close-minded about the paranormal and the spiritual realm entirely. This is their great misfortune, as they are cutting themselves off from the very lifeline, making their existence possible energetically, and eventually will follow the same fate as the dark spirits and extraterrestrials, and will eventually no longer be supported. It is a choice the humans make themselves to turn away from us, and it can be a fatal error over time. Well, there's certainly a lot of important things being said here. We learned in an earlier uh, show, channeling for the show, that there's about one in 50,000 people that have, you know, profound psychic abilities. And, um, you know, they have to end up being our ambassador, kind of like Crater is saying here with the shamans. They're, you know, it's the, the few that actually have the abilities that end up being in that position. And we know that most of us don't have those abilities because we've been interfered with. We've been... We've been reprogrammed at our DNA level to basically cut out these abilities. And um, I suppose these 1 in 50,000 that come through from a genetic standpoint are kind of an outlier. Plus, there's also karma involved. You know, and creators certainly can perform miracles and alter situations and bring some of those uh, things back in terms of abilities if, if necessary. So, But the bottom line is, is that we don't have these abilities because we've been cut off, Carl. Yes, so I, I think... The big difference between, say, 500 years ago with indigenous groups that people were more willing to believe those few who had that seeing, that ability to see beyond their own, their own body and see what's out there and make sense of it intuitively. Whereas today, people are much more skeptical. And we have science, of course. That right. seems to have all the answers or will one day. I used to believe that myself as a scientist, but now I know the limitations and why they're limited. And it's a long, dark story, unfortunately. And it is a nice tool to use. But yes. the current level of understanding it brings is quite superficial and grossly inadequate to the task of solving the kinds of problems we're talking about with Get Wisdom. Right. We're under siege. And the primitive people, you know, the shaman was a close, respected member of the tribe, probably second only to the chief, you know. And um, as a result, commanded great respect and was able to put his or her abilities on display, you know, for people to see. And so occasionally they would actually see something that would reinforce their belief. Whereas today, most people don't know a psychic personally. Many of them have never employed one or had anything to do with them. And so they're not in a position to witness some of the remarkable things that they can really bring forth. Well, and the reality is people can be shown things by the divine realm in lieu of having their own intuitive reach to see it for themselves. There are ways that you can receive signs from heaven. And there are really little (laughs) miracles proving, you know, God is real. God is there. God is listening and, but you have to have belief. Otherwise, that can't be done for you. 
Yes. And you, know, you have a responsibility, we'll, unfortunately. <laughs> well, unfortunately, we have a responsibility for a break, Carl. So we'll be right back with Morgan Wisdom right after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the second segment of this week's Get Wisdom. We are looking at creator's revelations on nature spirits and more specifically, elves. Carl, we're not making this stuff up. You know, you can go to Wikipedia and look up elves, and there's a whole history on the existence of these beings, and they've been they've been seen and witnessed by thousands of people over the ages. Uh, sometimes we wish we were making this stuff up, right, Carl? <laughs> well, it, life would be simpler in many ways if we didn't have to uh, defend the bizarre and the improbable. But sometimes those provide very important clues about the reality of existence and lessons we can learn from what it's telling us that so much of reality is being shunned deliberately and purposefully. And that is a clue. There's a kind of manipulation going on. You know, we're not free thinkers like we think. Definitely. Definitely not. Not my experience. Anyway, U.S. creator. A psychic reported getting a request from elves to leave a certain corner of the psychic's property wild and untouched. When the psychic's son-in-law one day took his frustrations out on a dead and rotting tree, still sta- but still standing in that section of the property, the elves were very upset and communicated their displeasure to the psychic quite readily. Yet it was never revealed why they were upset and exactly how someone chopping up a dead tree affected them directly. Can Creator help to provide that insight for us? Okay, and this is the kind of question I certainly have no clue what the answer might be, but this is what Creator says. The reason this became a bone of contention, so to speak, was that the elves were using that dead tree as a kind of reference point in attuning their energy to nature in a way that would allow an inner strengthening without disturbing anything else in their immediate vicinity or which they might be in contact with. 
This is a kind of ultimate gesture of respect to have one's own special place to take care of one's business so as not to intrude on other consciousness. So to use a dead tree neatly separates the energy of the elf from other trees out in nature that it could be using as a kind of place to nest, so to speak. It is sort of like humans having a park bench they have come to enjoy for times of introspection and solitude, perhaps with a beautiful view and some shade from the sun, where they can sit and enjoy the breeze and look out over nature and commune with a higher level of their being and beyond. To have that taken away one day would be disturbing to those people used to having that bench and see it as not only a privilege but an essential part of their routine and will miss it and resent anyone who attempts to interfere with their enjoyment. This gives you some idea of the interplay between humanity and the elves as a cohort of living beings amongst you. So you can readily see there will likely be many points of friction with an increase in the numbers of people among the human population and the relentless growth in construction of dwellings, the clearing of land, as well as managing and diverting waterways for human purposes and the vast enterprise of farming and manufacturing consuming resources, space to build factories, and so on, in order to provide all the consumer goods people have come to expect to support their lifestyle in the modern setting of today. You know, I remember another previous channeling from a previous show where Creator's answer was, the denuding of, uh, of the land is, is quite sinister. You know, denuding being, of course, the removing of vegetation, you know, forests and wildlands. And uh, earlier in the show, Creator said that the, the elves are ambivalent towards humans. And now we can probably see why. <laughs> you know, they're not happy with us. They're not happy with, with, what, with the way we're treating the land and the environment that they occupy. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, I guess, the, the first environmentalists, if you will. Yeah. You know, a conscious awareness of the, the scope of it. The earth itself feels the human footprint and that of other things that intrude the presence of other beings, the presence of evil, and all of it. But this this is, I'm sure, very distressing to witness the plundering and, and the disregard, really. Yeah. The yeah. carelessness and thoughtlessness of, of human action. And we know it ourselves. We can see it in many yes. ways that, and, and how it distorts things. You know, the strip mines and the tailings from all of that operation and polluting water, and on and on. So we have a mixed history, for sure, in interacting with the the Gaia as a whole, a container for many life forms. The thing is that the elves are actually in a position to help if they could be consulted. Unfortunately, we need psychic intermediaries to really talk to them in any detail. And uh, we don't even recognize our psychic intermediaries as valid at this point. So, obviously, yeah. communications are broken down between humans and elves, and that's really a shame. Well, I, I don't see that happening anytime soon. I mean, people are giving up talking to God. They're not going to talk to elves in, yeah. in lieu of that. And <laughs> Good point. You know, we, could, we could start an elf hotline maybe, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I could channel elves and talk to I'm them. I'm sure you could. You, got, you could channel all kinds of beings. I can. I can. Question of time. Who will listen? You know, that's that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. But we you have to cre- this out ourselves anyway. We do, we do. You ask creator. There is a story of an architect who built a house in New Mexico on a rocky hillside with a beautiful view. During the construction, a couple of large rocks were moved. 
Not long after the house was finished, his business began to suffer, and he was diagnosed with cancer. In desperation, he consulted a Native American healer who said the earth and rock spirits were upset because moving those rocks upset the energy balance in the area. That imbalance, combined with the intense anger of the nature spirits, caused his business failures and cancer. When he restored the rocks, his problems disappeared. Given our disconnected state, this seems like yet another invisible hazard. Can Creator comment? Well, this is what Creator says about the story. This was an accurate perception by the shaman, seeing intuitively that this person did, in fact, cause an energetic perturbation on the property in question, and there was indeed a psychic attack launched against him by the elementals co-inhabiting that location. There were other deeper reasons in that individual's prior karmic history setting him up to have a karmic consequence and an innate vulnerability that could well end up triggering a metabolic imbalance and a subsequent malignant transformation of cells causing tumors to sprout. It just so happened that the nature of the psychic attacks launched were karmically resonating with that potential in his history and indeed set in motion an awakening of the very vulnerability that could, for him, end in tragedy. He was fortunate in that the sequence of events played out in such a way that having the onset of the business disruption coupled with the potentially fatal health deterioration provided enough re-experiencing of karmic consequences of a negative sort that it was sufficient to satisfy the needs of the law of karma for him to make a kind of sacrifice himself in losing something of value, if only for a time. This is why the situation resolved itself once the energetic imbalance the architect caused on his land was remedied. That ended the dispute, so to speak, and this cleared the air, in a sense, energetically with the law of karma. And it was seen by the law of karma that what he'd gone through was sufficient payback for prior transgressions, so those consequences were eased, allowing him to have his life restored eventually. This is a nice illustration of karma at work because it is highly dynamic. It is a flow and flux of many complex energies acting simultaneously. These can be orchestrated through purposeful intervention, especially by the divine realm, but will need a human request to set such an intervention in motion. These kinds of interactions between a kind of supernatural consciousness where one is choosing to live would be seen by almost everyone as bizarre and likely unbelievable. But these phenomena are quite real, not that you are at great risk from such beings in your vicinity, but they can at times be an influence, either positive or negative, and so it is wise to consider them. This is why the Lightworker Healing Protocol explicitly states that any kind of divine intervention requested for a location to work on or heal any issue, be first presented to the elementals for their agreement. Your story is a good example of why this is wisdom in action, because it would be unfortunate to have a session of divine healing get a war going between the client and elementals on their land by proceeding in a reckless fashion. As you know, we strive to do what is highest and best for all. The divine will not cause harm. So in the past, many people have prayed for assistance that was not rendered 
because there might be an intrusion on other beings of consciousness in the environment. So this is a good illustration of how your growth in understanding the nuances of life involved with the art of living are adding to your personal and collective welfare. You know, I'll expand the story a little bit because, uh, you know, putting the rocks back wasn't quite as easy as it sounds. He had built his house right over the location where those rocks once stood. So essentially this guy had to rent a crane and open up his living room and jump the rocks in the middle of his living room <laughs> in order to put them back where they originally were. But that ended up working and he was able to architect around it and make it a showpiece kind of centerpiece of his home, you know. But uh, he had to go to great expense and trouble to, to put those back. So it was interesting. This is an interesting story for sure. Well, and it's an object lesson because it points to the reality that because these things are real, they can be a factor. They're not a major one, but occasionally enough to be a problem for you. Yeah. <laughs> you could check in advance. And yes. you could use something like the Lightworker Healing Protocol to work on a property, a location, before you go in, before you live there and put your energy at risk, and before you make changes. Yeah. And then everything can be worked on to bring everything into balance that will favor you in the outcome. And, you know, the asking of the elementals for permission in the Lightworker Healing Protocol has been there since I've known you. So uh, I don't know if it was there in the very, very beginning of the protocol, but no. certainly not long after. Well, I learned along the way because I looked into the elementals yeah. to see, is this real and what does it mean? What are the implications of sharing Gaia with these weird creatures that are kind of part of folklore? Yeah. What do they do all day? What do they do with us and to us and so forth? And, and that enabled me to have this breakthrough that we need to consider their views, their feelings, their prior stake in things and claim on things to keep peace and harmony going and not yeah. stir up new trouble. Because the Lord it's knows just logical. Already. <laughs> yeah, it's just logical. I mean, you yeah. don't build a house any old place. You look at the deeds. You see who maybe owns it. And if there's laws about building on a certain site, maybe there's yeah. a, a nature you know, preserve or it's part of the national park system. And you wouldn't think it's just like a forest yeah. sitting there. No signage or whatever. But, you know, it's the same everywhere. There's yeah, we do. We do There's that in the more human complex realm. layers of consciousness with a stake. Absolutely. You ask, Creator, was J.R.R. Tolkien's creation of the Hobbits and Elves a divine inspiration in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, sharing with us the earthiness of the Hobbits with their bare feet and earthen homes dug into hillsides, yet with some surprisingly modern touches? Was this a message about the need to live closer to nature? The Elves are presented as shining, regal, and beautiful, yet quite corruptible. What, if any, was the divine inspiration for their portrayal? All right, and Creator tells us, This author enjoyed a quite useful and accurate intuitive connection with the divine realm, as is true of artists, writers, and musicians across the board who do the finest work. In this case, the perception of the elves was intuitively accurate in seeing that they are, in their way, exalted beings, and this is because they do comport themselves efficiently and with vigor and great joy and delight, living their lives in nature and having many interesting capabilities to come and go and see things in a different perspective because of their dimensional range of habitat being somewhat different than the physical but overlapping. 
In a sense, they can see more than humans can about all that is taking place within Gaia. So it is fitting to give them their due, to see them as special. And those positive attributes you describe are in keeping with an account of divinely created beings. After all, they were created like you for a purpose of great importance and so are special compared to the many animal and plant species. Also, too, in this psychic's perception is the sense they can be a force to reckon with, with an agenda and mind of their own that might be at odds with human intention. This, too, is accurate, as the elves have a wide latitude in their freedom to come and go and react to things not to their liking. Being within Gaia as a part of your galaxy, they, too, enjoy free agency and free will. This is not to say they will use those privileges wisely and well at all times, because, like human, they can make mistakes and create some karmic negativity for themselves, but they are more reachable by divine oversight and guidance and will be less prone to make major errors or cause great harm unwittingly. Uh, Do you ever read The Lord of the Rings, Carl, or are you familiar with uh, his works? Um, Not really. I I know about them. I saw the uh, promos for the the movies that were yeah. made. That's hardly a, it's like a, nine a hours of movie. <laughs> yeah, well, that was one of the things that uh, you know I'm, I'm not big on fiction, you see. And in those right. days when that all came through, to me it was all fiction. Right. And I never, in my wildest dreams, would think there is some divine guidance and maybe inserted wisdom and messages coming through the artistry on display. I never so read it's it. my loss. <laughs> yeah, I, my high school roommate loved. He had he had like a leather bound edition and everything. He 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 raved about. It. He probably read it ten times. I saw the movies though. I did see the nine hours of film, and it's a remarkable story. Uh, obviously, you do not have time to watch nine hours of film right now. But if you ever get the chance, I do recommend it. Um, but but J.R.R. Tolkien was quite the interesting character. You know, he actually uh, created an entire language for the elves. I mean, who does that? <laughs> someone with passion and I guess so yeah. someone knowing there's something important about the topic yes and that and is a hallmark of divine inspiration by the way yeah absolutely yeah no it's a it's a monumental work um, a lifetime achievement essentially and the thing about the elves in in the Lord of the Rings was that it, it remarkably and I love the way its creator portrays this that um, they really do mirror the reality of actual elves the only difference is is that they were portrayed as full size the same size as humans but uh other than that they they really were kind of in tune with nature they could come and go they could appear and disappear so they had all the trappings of the elves it was, it's really quite interesting so um for the for the audience if you haven't seen the lord of the ring trilogy and you want something to kill a weekend with uh, they're certainly worth watching in my opinion <laughs> Okay, well, here we go. We're, we're movie critics, too, now. We, we, we've got a new hat to wear. Well, we have learned that divine inspiration is, is present in a lot of film culture. And uh, I think that's the Lord of the Rings is, is, a, is a shining example of that. But, uh, well, and, and it's, it doesn't have to be intellectual and lofty. You know, the Star Wars series yeah. is a perfect illustration of a divine warning and inspiration to humanity about the reality of extraterrestrial manipulation of our planet and our society. Yes. Well, even Lord of the Rings was had an annihilation um, 
storyline through it. So I think there's probably some warning there as well. But if we don't have a break car, we may face our own annihilation. So <laughs> we'll be back with more Get Wisdom right after this. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to this week's final segment of Get Wisdom. We are looking at creative revelations on nature spirits and more specifically elves. I, uh, you know, when I started off coming up with questions for this, I was nature spirits was going to be the topic, and there's elementals, there's divas, there's probably other forms of nature spirits, but it just seemed that elves was what coalesced, and I'm actually happy with the, with the responses we've got. So it's been an interesting topic, Carl. Well, there's no end of fun you can have in nature. That's for sure. <laughs> You ask creator, what is the interloper, dark spirit and extraterrestrial perspective on elves and nature spirits? Do they even believe in their existence? Creator tells us in answer to this question, actually two questions, the dark spirits and the extraterrestrials can see these creatures, but disregard them as inferior because they are less powerful energetically and play a subordinate role within Gaia, and so are seen as part of the landscape, so to speak, and not of great interest one way or the other. Both types of interlopers, the dark spirits and the extraterrestrials, are loveless, selfish beings. Their lack of compassion and inability to love makes them quite insensitive to even the beauty in nature, because that is a loving manifestation of creator's ingenuity wanting to create a beautiful environment for humans in particular, but perceptible by all beings of higher consciousness if they are in divine alignment and their thinking is not distorted too greatly from corruption. Unfortunately, corruption brings great insensitivity to all that is good because such beings are reduced to a fight for survival and value only power and control. Because that is a direct and compelling need they have in order to continue their existence. 
They are pressured constantly from others of their kind, competing for access to resources and positions of advantage. It is very much akin to being in the middle of a war. There is no time nor inclination to become involved with niceties. At some point, all involved become hardened and resolute in seeing to their survival through exploitation, manipulation, and many times punishment of others to gain an advantage, and that becomes the only source of gratification open to them. You know, I I was actually stunned by this answer. To me, this is this is so on point, and the economy of words here, and the way the, the but yet the detail this is expressed in like two paragraphs. This really sums up the mindset of the extraterrestrials in a, in a, in a really brilliant and kind of complete way for two paragraphs. It really is amazing if you go back and reread this. Yes, and it's a dark picture indeed, but it's also the reason for the urgency for people to wake up and use that awakening to get smart about what they need to do Yes, to help defend the earth in a true way that can work. Not embrace extraterrestrials as a savior, which is what they're planning down the road to come out of the closet and dazzle us with their technology and promise that they're good guys and they're here to help because we've screwed everything up. So we need them. That's a ruse and it will be our undoing, we are told, if we give in and believe it. So this this is a turning point era we're in the middle of. and. The elves have been here all along, watching all this unfold. They can't help us either. They don't have the wherewithal. Only the Almighty. I'm sure they're on the edge of their seat, though. (laughs) I think so. I think so. You asked Creator, can elves get spirit attachments? Creator mentioned once that elementals did not need lightworking protocol sessions and healing to the same degree humans did. Would this extend to the elves and all nature spirits? And Creator says... The elves and other elementals are not subject to attack by the dark spirits because they differ energetically and are also more resourceful in keeping at arm's length and preventing any kind of interference personally. This would be true of humans, all other things being equal, had, not, had they not become manipulated and corrupted long ago to be vulnerable through having their intuitive awareness dimmed to such a large extent that spirits can commandeer them and move in without any awareness this has happened, other than through adverse consequences that may begin to show up, but even those will not be understood as to the cause. The elementals in their state of consciousness are more open and more in tune with the higher realms as well. They are watched over by the angelics and by creator. And if anything threatens them, it will come to divine attention. And any of those beings under duress will, in effect, cry out for help. And this will be answered. So the dark ones cannot really gain a foothold. Not that it would help them much, because these beings are small and command much, much less energy than a human being. So there would not be but the tiniest of rewards for an interloper wanting to attach and possess them. So the, like a Tic Tac, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but uh, no, this is this an hors d'oeuvre. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually a very, very fascinating answer. And I, I just had perhaps the insight that, you know, even though the dark spirits are such a huge problem for us, 
it's really the extraterrestrials that are the reason why they are such a huge problem for us. Because without the extraterrestrials having altered our DNA and removing our intuitive abilities, we would be wiser to the, the, the happenings of the dark spirits and we'd probably be in a better position to defend ourselves. So it's an interesting interplay. Well, it's not pleasant reading that we're kind of the meat and potatoes for the predators in our yeah. midst. But it's literally true. You know, we have divine energy within us, and that's that's a high-value target for yes. dark spirits, as well as the physical extraterrestrials who need to limit our power to succeed yeah. with their dark intentions. Yep, yep, because we are, we are a threat to them, even though... We don't have their technological capacity or even their uh, intellectual capacity because we've been dumbed down. But uh, we've learned that humans have mental powers that the extraterrestrials are actually very fearful of. So it's food for thought. U.S. Creator, can creators share how prayer work and light work and healing protocol can help get the entirety of humanity back on the road to full communication and partnership with nature spirits? Okay, and Creator says the following. The isolation of human from an awareness of the abundance of life around them, which not only has consciousness, but things to tell them if they had ears to hear. This represents a great loss in terms of the richness of human experience and the potential enjoyment of life as well. You are dimmed down and dumbed down as well and are living a kind of meager existence without realizing it because you have no basis of comparison. Your highly intuitive compatriots know differently. The fact they cannot inspire you is your failing, not theirs. If you are closed-minded and indifferent to what we are sharing with you, that is your choice to be out of the loop, so to speak. There are still many delights that can be shared indirectly with those who have a greater intuitive reach and can help better understand the intricacies and rich tapestry represented by the myriad life forms, seen and unseen, within Gaia alone, not to mention the vastness of the universe and the many worlds inhabiting life forms. This disconnect humans suffer is a central issue in the drama with your fight for survival against the forces of evil arrayed against you. Your ignorance and unawareness is allowing them to encroach unopposed and puts you in mortal danger. You need rescuing. And because of the fact you were created to do the rescuing of these interlopers and solve the evil they represent, you are as well responsible for your own salvation. We understand this seems a daunting prospect And it certainly is. But even with the handicap of less intuitive awareness and being cut off from your deep subconscious as well and its greater understanding that you are under siege, cultivating enough belief that the divine at least is real and that you are worthy of divine assistance can be enough to win the day. Both prayer and the Lightworker Healing Protocol are just what are needed to help the enterprise succeed. Prayer connects you with the divine unfailingly. The burden is on you, however, to use prayer wisely and well. Knowing how to pray, what to pray for, how to go about it, and how to empower it to have it enacted again and again and again on your behalf and to pool the intentions for well-being with the prayers of others. 
This is especially the case with the Lightworker Healing Protocol, that it is a powerful instrument for human betterment because its entire organization, logic, and precision are focused on healing the interlopers along the way to saving humanity and healing the individual clients it is used to work on. So, in essence, it is in divine alignment in all respects has enough working knowledge and awareness of how the divine realm heals and what phenomena are of greatest importance to address to comprise a comprehensive series of specific requests in the broad agenda to save and heal humanity and the interlopers and other beings within the galaxy who are in peril. If enough people use the Lightworker Healing Protocol, the success of the Human Free Will Project will be inevitable. This is a test of you to see if you can survive and prevail in the contest between good and evil. Or will you let evil win? If you give in and give up, the evil will prove to be unstoppable, and their goal of bringing about a total annihilation of humanity must be allowed to proceed by the divine realm, because it is you who are in charge and not us. As always through history, we are working behind the scenes to keep things together where we can to support, guide, inspire, and heal all who request their lives be assisted and often extend protection on an individual as well as collective basis. Indeed, we have prevented human annihilation on previous occasions, but that does not guarantee it cannot be done again. Because each one of those occasions was fueled by enough human outreach to us requesting assistance to make the world better. The secular movement and the attendant drifting away from religion by so many humans today is putting the entire human enterprise at much greater risk because fewer people are praying and few people are learning enough about the details to engage with get wisdom and appreciate what it represents in terms of having the key that fits the lock. Humans see their existence as a kind of enigma, a riddle, and are clueless about the whys and wherefores. If you can help assist with the spread and awareness of the truths we share and inspire in the doing, others to take up the cause and use the Lightworker Healing Protocol, as well as any and all additional prayer they might be inspired to mount, you will be part of the broad enterprise that will save the day and stand for all of time as a testament to human ingenuity, an indomitable spirit, and the divinity of your origins. You know, I just want to point out, Carl, that uh, one of the big revelations we got you know, from a couple of weeks ago, where one in 50,000 are profound psychics. You don't need to be a profound psychic to do the Lightworker Healing Protocol. You know, the, this we've learned in this entire episode that we don't see elves because we're cut off. That's true for all of us, for most of us. And But we need you, the one who is cut off, to take up prayer. You don't need feedback for prayer to be effective. We've learned that emphatically in this project, Carl. Well, and this is part of the answer to the problem of evil. Can people, and enough people at least, stay connected enough to have a partnership with the divine, even if they can't see it or can't feel it and have no proof that it's real, but yet they believe? Other than the gut feeling. 
And, you know, that's what you need to pay attention to. You know, we all have that little gut feeling that's there. And if we ignore it, it's not our peril. Yes. And, and that's what's been slipping through the ages. Less and less belief in the divine. And it's going to be costly in the end, unless we can turn that around. The religions have become divided. They've become corrupted to disempower humans in many, many ways. They have faulty doctrine. They have a false view of God as being judgmental and harsh and liking certain people and not others. And all of that that divides us is a corruption. Yes. So if we get back to first principles, there is a loving God. All the religions acknowledge that that is really so. And the gods that they believe in aren't so different, really. There are some trappings in dogma by the various creeds, but those are minor issues, really, in the grand scheme of things. Unfortunately, in the grand scheme of things, we are out of time, Carl. We'll see everybody next week. Thanks. Be well. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week.